0: This is an emergency broadcast transmission. This is not a test. This is an emergency broadcast transmission. This is not a test. Please remain calm. It's the How to Survive the Narcissist Apocalypse podcast. I'm Chad the Impaler, and thanks for showing up for this episode. Today's show has a narcissist abuse survivor named Pierre, and I just want to thank Pierre for uh, being patient. It's been a while since we recorded this episode. Uh, we've been, uh, we, have had, or I've had a lot of emails from people wanting to be on the show. We've recorded a bunch. We've had a bunch in the can waiting to put out and here's one of them. So Pierre, if you're listening and I think you are, I apologize for the delay on getting this one out. Uh, there are a couple more people, a few more people, uh, who are also, uh, episodes have been delayed coming out. We just had so much on our plate. Uh, which has been a good thing, a good and a bad thing. The bad part is there's a lot of people out there that have been uh, battling uh, trauma from narcissist abuse. So that's the bad part. The good part is is that uh, we're now sharing our stories and we're trying to help each other heal and feel less alone. So that's the the good news and the, and the bad news. We've been busy, uh, you know, going through everyone's. Uh, emails that we've gotten, and the nice ones, people that want to be on the show. I'm now repeating myself. (laughs) And anyways, (laughs) it's been a long day. I'm just going to uh, get into the show right now. So everyone, thanks for tuning in. And here is Pierre. So thank you, uh, everyone here listening today. Uh, We have a narcissist abuse survivor named Pierre, and it's... uh, I'm happy to, we don't have that many men uh, come on the show so far uh, and uh, to tell their stories. So, how are you doing, Pierre?
1: Good, thank you very much
0: working on. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. And as I've always said uh, every single week, I am now going to get out of uh, my way and your way and uh, just tell us your story.
1: Yeah, uh, I moved to the U.S. in... 2016. Um, later, I, I met a girl in a meeting at the company I was working with at that time. Uh, I'll I say we we just uh, catch up really easy. She invited me for lunch to her house. and the next day, we met. She cooked for me. Um, from that point on, she was just perfect. She's the perfect woman that you will ever met. She started to help me with everything, literally everything. She was... uh, I used to live 30 miles from her house. She used to come. She has two children uh, from different relationships. Uh, She used to share a little bit about her past. At that moment, I never realized that everything she used to share, she was basically the victim. She helped everybody, and she was perfect to everybody, but somehow... Uh, Nothing works for her. Uh, Also, she she used to start to add some spice into the relationship in her past. And and, and I've been uh, just believing everything she say. And since she was so perfect to me, I couldn't believe how people could be so bad to her. And every single of her ex-boyfriends did something she don't care abuse her, I mean, some sort of stories that I felt really bad for what happened to her in the past, and I just wanted to be the best man for her, and I tried to do literally everything that could help the relation to grow, so slowly, I ended up being in a situation that I moved from my house to a closer house, because what's better for us,
0: uh, so how soon, funny. H- how soon after is this all occurring after you meet her? So you've met her, uh, she's she's now thrown, uh, she's making everyone else look uh, like they've uh, abused her in some way. Phys- was some of it, she said, like physical abuse maybe, or just mental abuse?
1: Uh, mostly mental and verbal, um, not at the point of physical, but almost. Um, she I felt threatened. Was, yeah, she was threatened.
0: And, and you've fallen, so, fallen right now, uh, hook, line, and sinker. Um, she has you at this point.
1: I, I believe everything, literally. I was feeling so sad that somebody went through all that pain that I couldn't believe because she was the sweetest person in, the, in this war. Uh, uh, my family doesn't live in the U.S. We talked to my family. All my family started to like her, but my sister. I'm going to say, my sister say like, I don't know. There is something that is too perfect to be true. <laughs> but at that point, I say like, oh, you're so complicated. Uh, when you will come to you, U.S., you will meet her. She's really nice. Uh, yeah, she was extremely sweet. I have a son. My son started to love her. She, she told, like, at that point, that he could call her mom. I mean, I mean he's at that point, he was two years All she helped me with her birthday party. Uh, My son started to call her mommy. I mean, it was, everything was so perfect. One day he was sick. The moment I, the break point where I.
0: How soon into the relationship does she want her, him to call her mommy?
1: uh, We were like dating three months. Okay. Uh, So, okay. So,
0: okay. It's three months. So she's already like, uh, uh, she's already really, she's really in there and really comfortable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Three months, and, and, and one day, we went out to the park with the kids. My son was pretty sick, and she was just, outside will say, perfect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the, my son's mother, we had some difficulties because my perception was that sometimes she could do more, and she wasn't not too much into being a mother. So I think she took that, she ripped that from me, and she was showing me how perfect she could be as a mother. She was the perfect mother. She stayed there for him. He organized his clothes, everything. It was for me it was like amazing how a woman can, can be for as a mother. And despite the time, despite the, the distance, she was just there. And I was perfect. Mm-hmm. I couldn't complain about anything. It was just perfect, literally perfect. And uh, that day when my son was sick, she stayed up until night. She took care of him. She said, just stay in my place because he's sick. I will take care of him and you. Uh, I was reluctant to stay at her house. But since he was sick, uh, I was thinking what is the best for my son. So at that point, I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. What is happening right now. So yeah, I was just let it go. was perfect Uh, we're dating four months Mm -hmm. and I was like to say you know it will be easier if you move from your place to some place closer to my place so I don't need to drive or we don't need to drive so far so I was feeling well things are going well Uh, my lease contract is uh, ending on December so yes why not
0: oh sorry so so your lease is is up in in the December so you decided yeah okay
1: So, yeah, I say, why not? It's not a bad idea. I will move closer. Um, And and then before that, uh, we we flew to Cancun. One of my best friends was getting married. We went to Cancun and she was a little bit nervous, but she met my friends and everybody was like, wow, like, wow, you're the perfect couple. She looks so perfect. Like, it's incredible because I had no complainants until we came back from Cancun. When we came back from Cancun I was already fifteen days before the moving date. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for an apartment. I, I notified the the lease office that I'm not uh, I will move out. So after we came from Cancun, she just changed. She started to be more demanding. Um, regarding s- certain things. I was like, okay, maybe she's stressed about, about something, but I couldn't get it. But when we were moving from my apartment, we went to my apartment where she spent six months going and coming. It's like, okay, we need a new bed. We need a new bed. We need a new couch. We need these. I was like, what well, are saying? We, if we're not moving together. And then I was like, like... Okay, stop there. What, like, I don't want to give up on everything I have done and get just because you don't want it. We, we, I don't have money to buy everything. And then she's like, no, I have uh, from my old apartment everything on the, on the storage. So I'm going just to give it to you. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. So we're, we're going to do it together. So I'm like, okay, that's different. Yeah, fair enough. She started to take over slowly. So that's not apartment. This is better. I don't want that. This is better. You know, and she started to be more demanding, more, more bossy. So I kind of let it go because I thought it's December. She said she's stressed out because there is not enough money for Christmas presents. So I said, okay, let's do it together. I will help you to buy Christmas present. So her so, father
0: has cut sorry, just interrupt for one second. So this is now December. How many months in are we? Uh, six months. Okay, six months. So now you're about to live with her, or you just started living with her? No,
1: we kind of talk about that. So because uh, my... I'm, I'm
0: just trying to make sense. Like, I is in probably in her mind. I'm going to assume uh, your lease is up. She knows your lease is up. You're moving in with her. So now maybe she can. Uh, now that you're there, it's harder no. to leave. No. No. Okay. No, No. No.
1: She, she she lives in a house with her parents because her father has oh, cancer.
0: Okay, okay. And,
1: and and she was helping her parents, so she took over that mortgage. So I was like, that's so loyal to her parents, and um, she's doing it her best. So she wanted to, she wanted me to move to a closer place, so she could be near uh, her parents and nearby me, so it will be easier to carry on the relation. Uh, okay, for so, me so- it makes
0: sense. So you're not moving yeah. in with her. You're just moving closer to her and her parents because she needs to be closer yes. to her parents. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. I still,
1: I still, she's starting to jump into... I'll take the, I'm trying to take decisions like we're moving together, but we were not moving together.
0: Okay, so you're so moving into saying, your own place and she's now dictating what your uh, furniture and things are going to be like.
1: Yes. Okay, so okay, now I get like, we can discuss this as a couple because the idea in the future will be living going to live together. So it's so like if that is the idea in the future, uh for me it sounds good. I mean, I'm not that complicated. So in my mind, it's like I don't mind if the coach is white or black as long as there's a coach as a <laughs> I man. So I'm like, if that makes you happy and it's important for you, well for me it's okay, you know. I took it as she wanted the best and she always wanted the best. So for me, it was like she wanted the best. The apartment would be comfy, honey. Uh, it's how it looked like. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. One week before the lease ended up and when we came back from Cancun, I stayed with her because all the December preparations. So she said, like, Why are you going to stay here? We had, we spend December together. All my family comes, you know, so you don't be far alone. So I said like, oh, th- thank you very much. Uh, so I took it. I took the offer, and mm-hmm. uh, yes, I stayed that week with her. So I felt the stress she went through because she couldn't buy Christmas presents. So I, I said like, I will help you. Uh, let's buy the Christmas presents because was something her father did the whole life, and now he cannot do it because of his cancer. Okay. Fair enough. When up spending so much money, that I say like. Okay, first and last time we do this. I disagree with spending so much money on just material things where we could use that money for a trip or something better. Uh, I I agree that we can buy something, but we can make it easier and simple. Um, And then she got upset. She got upset because I was stingy. I was... Being selfish, I'm like, I said, like, okay, nobody in my life has called me selfish, yeah. especially after I've done that. I'm just giving you my opinion. Um, that's it. We After that, she started to change. She got very upset. She said she was stressed about money. I didn't want to spend more money. I said there are too many expenses right now. Uh, so I moved into the apartment. I said, like, I, I need to leave. I need to go into my place because this is too much. When I when I move into the apartment, fair enough, she started to come more to the apartment. She started to bring clothes. She brought kids' clothes. She brought. So she's like, we can spend weekends here. So, like a family will be better. And again, I'm like, okay, I still were spending a lot of time together, but she took over. I mean, I didn't realize that literally she took over. She was the boss, 100%. So fair enough, we start to run, there were seven months of the relation, and literally, the woman I met, she was no more there, Mm -hmm. like, she was bossy, she was upset, Uh, and then she had a friend that, at the beginning, I mean, I was like, he's your friend, blah, blah, so I start to notice that certain things I didn't like. So we have a couple of conversations to say, like, I feel like you are not being honest with me sometimes. Uh, you are being disrespectful with the relationship. So I don't understand that you can have friends. I don't want you here 100% of the time. But every time we have a discussions, you kind of push me out. You don't want to talk to me. You say I'm suffocating you. And then your friend shows up at your place. Your friend shows up uh, all the time. So
0: so uh-huh. she she's devaluing you she's putting you down she's uh the boss of everything and whenever you try and argue something she comes back and counter argues uh and in a way it, m- it makes things up and um yes and, and, I, and I was
1: i was paranoic i was paranoid. i was uh i was paranoid. she she never she never
0: and now, and now she's bringing in this other person, and I'm going to assume that person is there to reinforce what she's been yes. saying. Yes. So yes. Th- yes. So, so, All she, the time. So you're tra-
1: right. He's bad. Yes,
0: yeah, so uh, she's, she's using that as triangulation. At this point, do you think you're going crazy?
1: Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, you're selfish. You're. Ex- I say like, nobody... Nobody in my life has told me that I'm selfish. Like nobody. This is the first time I've been called selfish.
0: So this uh, is. What, I got a question for you because I've been wondering this the whole entire time. Um, are like she obviously uh, thought you were a target of sorts. Um, are you the nicest person in the world, and is that why she saw you? She just saw a very good person with a big heart. And, uh, cause this, to this, it sounds like this is all completely foreign to you that you don't, you came from a, a family where th- this wasn't an issue at all. Uh, it seems like maybe all of your friends were, uh, were just all generally nice people and knew how to communicate with each other. Uh, and, yeah. th- and this is just a complete shock for someone who's never been around this at all. Yeah. Even
1: sometimes you say, you are too too much too sentimental. You are too emotional. Uh, and then when we went to Cancun and she saw my friends, my family, uh, she was like, "Oh, you are all happy hugging each other." I said, like, "That's that's normal if you love somebody. That's normal if you have friends. That why not? Why? What is? It's too bad to show love." I asked her, uh,
0: "It's
1: too bad to show love to to somebody?" Mm-hmm. And she was like. Yeah, I don't I don't like when somebody's showing too much love or being too close to me sometimes at that point because at the beginning, she never said anything. She was perfectly fine. Um, and then at the beginning, everybody on her family told her, wow, this is a handsome man, a good job, uh, awesome communication skills. But at that point, my communication was really bad. My English was horrible. So she said, we are having... Communication issues because of your English.
0: It's it's horrible. she was. Yeah, She was really. She she went for probably a very sensitive area, possibly for you at that time. Yeah, yeah.
1: no. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yes, and she's like, you, "You are getting fat." I'm like, "I have never been fat in my life. Never." Uh, I was a compete athlete. Uh, I'm I'm out of shape, but every time I was trying to go to the gym or exercise or do everything, she was like. You are a bad father because you prefer to spend time in the gym that taking care of the kids. So you are a horrible father. Oh you you don't put the kids first and then she got me there because I'm like, wow, I'm here twenty four seven trying to know the best for my children. And one of the reasons why I moved to US was to take care of my son and provide the best for him. And now you're telling me and I'm a horrible parent because I wanna do I exercise. So that, that was really painful to hear. Um, and then, so Anna being a, a man that cannot talk, cannot write, and he's a horrible father. Um, I mean, she was upset because I didn't have more money sometimes, but at the same time, we spent a ton of money in useless things. Uh, well, I mean, from that point, I was going crazy at the level that I talked to my mom, I think I need a psychologist, mom, because I'm a horrible person, oh. and I'm hurting the person I love. My mom was crying. It's like, son, you are not a horrible man, but everybody can improve in life. She doesn't live here. She didn't see the whole picture. So she's like, well, if you think that will help you, uh, that would be great. Just go for it. Um, and then I found a psychologist, and I try to... Okay, my boy. Uh, and I started to talk to her. And I start to put things out because I, I felt really bad. Also, one day I was feeling so bad that I decided... All my ex-girlfriends, including my ex-wife, just saying that, look, I didn't know I was that bad as a man. So I want to apologize. I feel that bad that... My ex-wife came to me like, are you going crazy? I mean, I know we didn't work, but you're a wonderful man. The one who needs to apologize is myself.
0: So, so the, G- best thing, not- the, the, the best thing you did was go and apologize because she, this woman did a real number on you, uh, this person. Uh, so you went back to apologize to your ex-wife and, yes, she, ex- think- and she reinforced that you were a good person. Yes. Very and, probably very very rare.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm like she's like, I know we didn't work out, but you are a wonderful man. And you are a good father too. Mm-hmm. We need to improve, yes. But because I want to have the best relationship with you, so goes the best the best for our son, but I have never seen you like that something is wrong with you, and you need to be back to yourself. That's what she told me. And I was surprised because it's my ex-wife who's telling me that. So you you will expect something different, but I I saw her so sincere that I say, okay, thank you. And then I went ahead and I called to another ex-girlfriend, and she told me exactly the same. And I said, I I was so selfish. She said like, you, I mean, you can be many things, but you never was selfish. Never. And you always looked for the best and was there. And that was great. I mean, it didn't work out for multiple reasons, but not for the reasons you are calling out right now. Uh, and again, I mean, I found the same answers. That, that's, the, that's the point here. Did you, so tell, did, you, realize, did,
0: did you tell them what was going on?
1: Uh, not to my ex-wife, but my ex-girlfriend, one of my ex-girlfriends, she asked So she said, okay, look, I'm not, I mean, I'm your ex-girlfriend, but I I think uh, the person you are dating right now is not the best for you. You may want to be alone for a while, and then you will realize the man you are again. I, I do not recognize you right now. And just to share with you, I went to the level that my manager called me and told me, Fabio, Appear. I don't know what is going on with you right now, but you need to be back to your feet. You are not yourself anymore. Um, and you really need to take a time to think because it's affecting your performance right now in the company. So I, I, start to, I felt, I think at that point, I felt that I reached the bottom because my friends, my family, my manager... Nobody could recognize who I was at that point. Mm-hmm. So, at that time, and I jump on the story here. But at that time, at that time, one day we just broke up with her because we have a huge discussion about her friend, because her friend had been nearby her ten years. No matter who she's with, she always back to this guy. They work in the same company, and she say he has been there for me my whole life, pretty much the last 10 years of my life, helping me with everything, so he's a good friend. But I say, a good friend doesn't interfere in your relationships, and a good friend doesn't ask for sex. She was asking to have sex with her because he was helping her with so many things. Mm-hmm. So I say... You are my couple, and I realize right now that you asked him for money to pay your car, but you didn't ask me for money to pay your car at that point. So why you didn't have that conversation with me first before to go to him? Like, I will say it's pretty normal. And if we cannot solve that together and you consider he could help you, we will talk about that. Like, as a normal couple, will do.
0: So, well, so just to, to, so what's going on is she has a friend and it's a male yeah. friend who yeah. is interfering in your relationship. Yeah. And he uh, could be the, another man who's having sex with her, but she's saying that he is asking for sex from her.
1: Well, the point is, yeah. one day I went for a business trip and I came back uh we in her house, in her room, and she's getting messages from somebody. Uh, I asked her, and I asked her who is texting her at this time. It was uh, midnight. And I realized it's this guy texting her. So I said, like, what is so important and uh, why he has to say at midnight? And we already had that conversation before. So she said, I don't know. I'm just going to tell him goodnight. And I barely saw the message because I was wondering why he kept texting her at midnight. So next day, uh, I took her phone and I, I was going crazy at that point. And I read the messages. And fair enough, he was asking to have sex with her. Uh, she kind of deleted some messages and she said, no, that won't be nice with my couple. You won't like anybody to do that to you. But she deleted multiple messages. So I asked her why she allows that from a man that's Daddy. supposed to be her friend. So we, we went into a discussion because immediately I asked for that. She apologizes. But two minutes later, I was the bad guy uh, because I opened her phone and she went off on of me and make me feel that I was a horrible man because I was checking her phone and then not trash her and so on. So instead of having a conversation about why this man is asking sex from her and buying underwear from to her and buying another personal stuff, uh, we jump into the conversation that I was a horrible man because I checked her phone. Yeah. And then she talked that to her family too. So now her family was involved. And her brother came to me and talked to me and said, Dude, you don't check on other people's phone, especially from your couple. So you talked to her. And, and like at that point, I was like, okay, sorry. First, uh, I didn't expect her to bring that matters to her family. Because yeah, it's uh, a they personal mean,
0: yeah, that that is a very personal thing. That's not something you involve your brother or uh, your family with. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I and I told him what happened, and fair enough, we run into a huge discussion. Uh, but end up I end up being the bad guy for checking the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I was the bad guy. So at that point we, we broke up. We broke up. I I went for a trip just to release my mind. Um I was talking to another friend and she, she said like you need to leave her. She's using you. She's not good for you. You're not the same man. Just stay alone and stay out of her way, and you will see how better you are. When I came from my trip, I took 20 days off. I was at the apartment, and at the time I came from my trip, she was at the apartment with the kiddos waiting for me. And she became the perfect woman again Ah, for the next two months. Literally, yes, perfect And I'm so sorry. I know we can work better. I really want you in my life. I want to marry you. I want to have kids with you. Well, again, it was just perfect. I'm so sorry we could do better. Fair enough, I believe her. Because at that point, I'm like, oh, she's back. She's back. (laughs) Maybe after this, we're not back to the same. And the worst, the worst, she was crying because her father was about to pass out. And she's like, I know I'm going to say this, but we should live together and then we'll do better. Mm-hmm. And I believe her. I'm a beam moving to her house now. Uh. I get out of the farming and I move to her house. The worst decision I ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. Because now I start to see so many things. She always said I was unorganized. Uh, uh, my apartment was not clean. I mean, she, she she blamed so many things on me, but when I moved to her house, she didn't have a bed. I'm like, why you don't have a bed? You are sleeping on the mattress. I felt bad, so I, I bought a bed. I bought a bed. I started to organize the apartment. I spent money in uh, the house, sorry. I started to spend money in the house to make it better. I tried to organize the house, and no matter what I would try to do to make that place better, Always went back to be the same. It took all my energy like never in my life. I tried so hard to fix everything, to organize everything. And no matter what you do, that was like a, in, like a, like I go into a house that there's a spirit there. I, I don't know. I start to believe so many things because what's so weird, I, I see like so, something's going on here because no matter what you do, everything goes back to be. As bad as it was before.
0: Well, the, well the, the, the probably the crazy thing is, is for you because you had no idea what you were experiencing at the time. That everything she was complaining about that you were doing, it was her that was doing yes. those things. You weren't the yes. one that wasn't clean. She was the one that wasn't clean. Your I bed, your bad. your bed wasn't good enough. She doesn't even have a proper bed. Yes, uh, everything. Yes, I, yes I, I
1: saw her. You. Get rid of a two thousand dollar bed, and you don't have a bed. Who does that, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, she was blaming me because she got some pounds up, so it's, it's my fault. Um, and I feel like I I broke up with you ten or fifteen days, and during those fifteen days. Uh, it's funny because I went to do exercise and I measured my body fat and I went out to seven percent.
0: But she, yet, I- <laughs> she, she, she made you so like this is she made you very very like beyond self conscious. Um, like y- you went from never having any body issues and now you're checking your body fat uh, yes. um, at, at the gym. I'm sure you're wearing yourself. You were a a a good father. You were then wondering if you were a good father, even a good person. You were probably, you know, as your friend said, you they didn't even recognize you. You, you she in a very short amount of time. This person uh, destroyed you mentally, destroyed you,
1: and physically. Because when I was looking into the mirror, I, I wasn't seeing myself anymore. I wasn't shaving. Organizing my hair because she wanted lawn.
0: So you were depressed. And at the same
1: time, yes, yes. I was like, no mood to wake up, to have, to eat. I got sick like I'd never in my life I got sick. I have so many health issues uh, that it wasn't me, the clothes. I like to buy clothes from certain brands. And she said, that brand is the worst brand in the world. You have to use these clothes she was buying the clothes for me uh i had to uh, i was crazy 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 uh, i wasn't me like right now i go back and then I, I quit the psychologist because she say that's the worst thing you can't do you are spending money in something that is useless so i stopped to go to the therapies because what's useless um and then give me one second sir.
0: yeah no problem
1: me, okay. You want to open it right now? Yeah. Okay.
0: So. And I am no sir.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, yes, at that I point, like at that point, wasn't me at mm. all. At all. I wasn't, I wasn't doing what I like to do. I wasn't reading. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't running. I wasn't listening to music. Uh, I couldn't speak in English. I couldn't speak in Spanish. I, and friends, I couldn't do anything of the things I normally do in my life.
0: Yeah. So
1: I wh- even didn't go to cut my hair, nothing. So nothing.
0: What, what, at what point did, uh, uh, was there, at what point did you, were you able to uh, get out of the relationship or realize what was going on?
1: So, so I'm going to short the most difficult part. Every day, every day, we were running into a discussion and then for whatever reason she was coming from job and i was cleaning her room preparing dinner organizing the kids doing everything doing breakfast (laughs) cleaning the room organizing beds i was doing literally everything for her, taking
0: care of her kids too yes
1: Yes. taking care of the kids um and her daughter got to the point that she was asking, "How is uh, mom's mood? Is she's having a good day or a bad day?" Because she was so scared when her mom will come home that she will be upset for something and she will take care of her, her, or me.
0: So, sorry. So, so, just to, because uh, uh, you didn't hear that properly. So, her, her, her child, her daughter, her, her
1: daughter told her, me that
0: her daughter, so, her, her daughter would come home and would ask what type of mood her mother was in. Correct. Yes. So she yes, was just, wa- so she was walking on eggshells completely, um, and just scared, and uh, just a codependent. Yes, she was a codependent daughter of a of a narcissist whose mood, uh, her mood was probably good if her mom was in a good mood, and usually it was the opposite, and she was just waiting for something to happen that was always bad, probably. Yes. Okay.
1: So during those weeks. She was waking up some days that she said, do not touch me, don't hug me, don't kiss me. I don't want to be touched. I was like, what did I do? Just don't touch me. I was like, okay. I was feeling a rejection. so I was feeling really bad. Then at night, she was, come here. I want to make love to you. I felt used at that point. I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong with you that you don't want to be touched or hug or nothing in the morning and at night? she's jump over me and you want to, you want to be with me and you wake him up, waking me up at the middle of the night just to have sex. And say so like, I I'm, honestly, I do feel I'm being used right now. And then I tried to push her out. And then I was going into the shower and she was coming to the shower and it was the same thing. So I remember we're 4th of July, I woke up in the morning, um, we were having a party at her brother's house. And then I went to say, good morning, uh, my love. I wanted to kiss her in her neck and hug her. I was to say, do not touch me. I don't want to be touched. And I was like, so her break breaking at that point I was like, I do not understand what's going on with you. We need to sort it out. So she left, um, I went inside the bathroom to organize myself for 4th of July. She came into the bathroom and she started to shave her legs and everything and she got naked and I'm like why are you doing this to me right now? You don't want to be touched, you don't want to be nearby but yet you want to be naked in front of me at the same time. So I jump into the shower she jump into the shower and keep doing the same so I got really upset and I went outside uh, with the towel and her daughter was upset so I felt bad. so I came back into the bathroom and I was really really upset at that point I was going crazy so and and I told her which one you want baby so I told her why is it so difficult for you just say good morning give me a kiss and just walk away so I turned her face and I kissed her fair enough two days later I realized that she told every single member of her family that I tried to abuse of her on the bathroom.
0: Okay, yeah, so... uh, Saturday,
1: that that was a Wednesday. Saturday, her she asked me, what would you like to do this weekend since we're alone with the two little ones? So I, I was... I know that's the... how did you
0: find that, out how did you find out that she told her family? Did anyone there? Yeah, she, I'm
1: going to I'm going to share that. Okay. So that day we went out for Fourth of July and after that happened, we were in a swimming pool. She she got me a new watch uh, because she wanted me to have us the same watch she has so we can monitor the exercise. So I was just shocked that we had that episode and she was buying me stuff. Then we went to another meeting and then I say I asked her. I'm still shocked, and you are acting like nothing happened. And then I say, like, what do you want from me at this point? I do not understand. We came back home, and that night, for enough, she woke me up in the middle of the night to have sex again. So I was two days wondering, what is going on here? And I don't feel really bad about what happened, but she said nothing. So was Saturday, we were walking, and then I say, you know what? I cannot, I cannot, I cannot keep doing this. I don't recognize myself. You are up and down every day. And you even die, didn't say anything about what happened. And I'm here feeling horrible. And you say nothing. You buy me a wash. You have sex with me. I do not understand anything. I, I'm done. I need to walk away from here. I'm leaving you right now. So my son, we were with the two little ones. I, I'm going to take my son. And she's like, you cannot take my son. I'm like, okay, one second. What did you... S- you just say it's your son? Okay. You are telling me I cannot live with my son stating that it's your son? I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Like, never in my life. Daddy, so, she
0: said...
1: Okay, baby. So, I say, look, I'm leaving. I, I cannot. Daddy? So... I start to walk away, and she said, okay, let me take you home, and then we talk later. When we reached home, I noticed her brother was following us on the car. I said, why is your brother following us? She said, why do you think so? After your most abuse of me, they already know what you have done, and they are worried about it. Like I said, what? I did what? I've been trying to talk to you, and you didn't want to talk to me, and now I'm the one who... like I was shocked. Mm-hmm. She left. Her brother came to talk to me. He said, like, hey, okay, bro, no worries. I, I Just take it easy. Don't take decisions. I know you're upset right now. My sister can be bipolar time to time. He said that. And I'm like, no, 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 this is not being bipolar. That, that's not your bipolar. Sister- yeah, your sister just accused me of something that I didn't do. And on the top of that, I'm the one who is struck the last two days. She's acting like nothing by me. Wash in front of you. I'm mean, doing all this stuff. And he was like, no worries. I know you can sort this out. You are a wonderful man. You're a great man. We have see everybody in the family loves you. But she, she just said that. But why you don't guys go to a counselor? I said, I'm leaving your sister. I cannot live like this. I mean, just don't rush to take decisions. He was trying too hard to keep me in. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm leaving your sister. I'm done. I'm not myself. Nothing works here. I'm mean, i in a hole here. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, This cannot be happening. I'm even crying at night for what happened because I felt so bad that she pushed me to that level like never in my life. I I cannot live with that right now, with myself, and she's just there going up and down and using me again. So uh, the point is, I was the one who wanted out and she started to tell everybody that she's the one that's doesn't want me in the house because she always has to win. Yeah. Even to the point that her father told me and showed me things that she was saying. I'm like, okay, that's just, she's again, not being honest or accountable for mistakes. That this, she had done.
0: this is uh, like, <clears throat> for everyone who's listening, who was listening and his experiences, I mean, this is a textbook from beginning to end here. Um, like sociopathic uh, narcissistic uh, relationship, like to a T it is literally, you could open up a textbook and everything that is going on and what you said from uh, the love bombing to the, uh, devaluing of you to you leaving from the hoovering, getting you back in to the lies that are being told. I mean, everyone who's listening, who's never experienced this, this is a textbook from beginning to end case, uh, that you're experiencing. The difference though, for a lot of, uh, things is, uh, you've had no experience with these types of people before. Um, cause a lot of people uh, are attract these things. This is your first experience and you literally think, like as most people do, I think they're going crazy. But at this point, you really are in a bizarro world, and it has destroyed everything in, in with your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, her her father used to be really nice to me, uh, and they were saying like, uh, "He's not a bad man." Uh, we understand that your guys don't work, so she was so she got so upset with her family that everything that she started to say what I cream at her. I mean, all the bad things that she could say at the point that eventually and today, her parents now are on her side because she started to show that I was a monster. And at that point, I realized and I start to remember all the stories she shared with me about her ex-boyfriends. And I realized I'm in the same spot of the story at that point. I was so shocked. And at that point, my brain started like, kind of realize that, dude you were played in a way that never happened before to you and it's like i need to leave um and she told her parents fabio cannot do anything without me because he's extremely needy he he cannot buy anything without me i mean was crazy so fair enough i moved uh she told to her parents that she was so upset um disappointed and scared she said that she was so scared about me doing something to her that she could not go back home until I moved and I'm like her partner just you're gonna leave at this point and I left like somebody's kicking a dog out of the house I moved and I start from the scratch to organize everything um, and it took me like a month and I was so bad that depressed that my parents uh, say like why you don't come back home take a time off my manager told me fabio take a time off uh, just take it easy we know you're a wonderful man you need to be back to yourself so i i took three weeks off i went back to my country to my friends i was a relief feeling that everything was so different uh when i came back i start from the scratch three months later three months later um, she showed up to her family, and she wrote me a letter apologizing for everything. It was like unbelievable. Um,
0: did, did you believe it?
1: At the beginning was so sincere that I'm like, Wow, but I didn't fully believe that mm-hmm. i didn't I didn't fully believe that at this point. That, and she's like, I would like to be your friend. And I told her, you know, we cannot be friends at this point. Maybe in the future, but not right now. Since that day, she had been trying so hard to be my friend. But to be honest, it's a daily exercise for me to, to push out. Mm-hmm. Because now that I'm reading more and I start to talk more, put it out. I can read the patterns more. And it's so clear right now for me when she want to come when the waves goes up and she want to be perfect friend, she want to be uh, the right words in the right moment. And then when I don't uh, buy that, she push out and then use I, I know that this other guy is there when I'm not there. And she tries again, so hard to be in my life. And I told her, look, I'm not the best guy for you. I will never be able to help you in the way you need to help. I really believe that you need to find somebody else. And I'm being extremely nice. Yes, yes, I'm you, telling you, you, you're, being, right now.
0: you're being very but, nice.
1: But it's my nature. Yeah. I, I, so now I want to I'm myself so once she realized when she tried to be back she come back like well, you look so handsome wow you lose weight and then she tried to again play the game that you are skinny now I said it's fine I like to be skinny people like me skinny it's okay so I, I didn't I didn't went back to believe oh I'm too skinny I need to be better I said, like, oh, thank you. I-, I feel good being a skinny. And then it's like, no, but you're getting some muscles. She she tried to check me, uh, th- th- like, to-, to realize, like, okay, I'm going to do this. Oh, it's not working. I'm trying this when it's not working. So I went back to cut the hair in the way I like it. And now she likes my hair when before... At first was perfect, then she didn't like it, and then like, oh, if that's what you like, you looks really good, it makes you feel good, mm-hmm. you know? And she's trying, and then she tried to buy things for me, but I'm like, no, thank you, I don't need it, it's okay. Or she tried me to buy things for her, I say, no, thank you, I'm trying to save money now. Oh, you're saving money? Say said, yes, I want to save money for the college of my son. Um, she came to my apartment one day, and then she cooked, she clean. Oh, so, like, so, oh, so you're keeping
0: you, your up sorry, you've let her back into your life at this point.
1: Yeah. I'm oh, like, i like okay. I, 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 I didn't said I didn't want it to date to her. Right? Mm. I didn't want it. I said I don't want to date with you anymore. Um but I'm trying to be nice with you, like I always have been with everybody in my life. You know? That's the reason why my ex-girlfriend called me. Like, wanna talk to you, you're really nice. So but I don't want to get involved anymore. So every time she wants me to get involved, I try to push out. Because now I read the signals and I understand better what is the game. Because for her, I understand it is a game. And she's very playful. And then she kicks out. And then she want to play back. And then she kicks out. And then she want to be nice. And then she kicks out. So she's trying for multiple ways to cash me out. And then... Now, I read the signals. Um,
0: so she's still said, in your life?
1: She, she She's kind of coming and going. But oh, so every time so, so kick- she's
0: still in your life now. You haven't kicked her out of your life.
1: Yeah. So I thought to my mom, look, she's playing with my personality because she knows uh, I'm a nice guy. So every time she comes, she tries to play the victim. She's crying, oh, something's going on. So she wants to be listened. So I answer the phone. That's That's what I'm doing. I answer the phone and every time the, the difference now is that I'm being myself because that's who I am mm-hmm. I always uh, try to help people and I have done that my whole life but this time uh, every time she want to catch me being the victim I say okay I'm so sorry I need you, you need to work that out on your own so I don't, I don't get into the situation where she want me to go so that makes her feel really upset
0: so, uh, so when I'm, I, I have a question though for you. And yeah. this is the first time I've actually ever done this on the <laughs> to ask a question. What uh, this type of question? What value if she's still in your life? What value is she bringing to your life?
1: Now, I do agree with you. And somebody asks me the same. I say nothing, literally nothing, because every time she comes, she comes with problems mm-hmm. or playing a big team. Uh, I say like with my personality, and that's the reason why. I fell in love with her in the past, was I want to help everybody. I want to be there for you. But right now, she will – I don't want to force myself to be somebody else, but she will leave by her own knowing that she cannot catch me anymore. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel right now. So, so far, I'm doing better. My management, my manager congratulate me. I got approved to start in the college. Uh, I feel better. I'm doing exercise. The relationship with my ex-wife is better. And the relationship with my son is better. So I just want to be myself again. So I say, like, if she can knock in the door not find, and is not finding what she wants, she, she will live by herself. Mm-hmm. Because here, she won't find what is fitting her. So, my, But
0: my concern is for you. And if this person was once uh, able to lie to uh, people about uh, you assaulting her, then what is is to stop her from doing that again? If she's having a bad day and you're not feeding into it and she doesn't like that, what's what's to stop her again from uh, spewing some sort of uh, lie about you?
1: Yeah, uh, that's something that my mom because I shared that with my mom, I was concerned about that. And I said, mom, I'm not opening, uh, because before, I used to let her come into my place, uh, and take a seat, and have a wine. I'm not doing that anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the things, I'm slowly having, doing my own process of closing the gaps, and the doors. Um, and I, and I want to reach to the point that, it will be, 1,000% closed. Yeah. So for me, Have been a difficult exercise uh, dealing with my personality of willing to help people to close 100% the door to somebody for the very first time in my life because I realized that this person is not accountable for anything. She's not honest. She always played that game of wars where uh, she never guilty of anything, but she never accountable for anything. So, I'm doing that exercise slowly. I'm yeah, because it's really difficult. Because the, 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 the
0: thing you have to remember here is this: is that this person is not going to change. There's nothing you can do. In, in, never in your lifetime is this person going to change. I don't know how old they are, but they've gotten away with whatever they're doing for a very long time. Uh, it seems like they'll go to any, uh, reduce themselves to any level. Um, You're not dealing with a healthy human being, uh, someone who has zero remorse. And, um, you know, I wouldn't want my my child. uh, I don't have a child, but I wouldn't want my child around uh, that person. And there's just there's nothing good that can come from uh, being around this person.
1: Yeah, that's something, for instance, regarding my son. I never allow her to see my son again. Okay. I cl- that, that day I could close it. I said, like, you are not seeing my son again. Yeah. Never, never, never. So she never come back to be close to my son. I'm trying to close. Again. Look, like one month ago, I was kind of feeling like bad again because she was kind of talking too much to me. And I, she, for she, whatever she, she, reason, she, I start, I start to, fall, to 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 follow somebody on Instagram.
0: Mm-hmm. You're you're, um, you're still on the. She still has you on this hook a little. You know you're still there. Um, so
1: I was, but this time before I went into that to I said like this is not going to happen. I take I'm going to take an action right now. So the first thing I did was, uh, do not pick up, not answer, do not text, uh, nothing, nothing. So. I start to follow somebody, and I notice that person went through this also. So we start to have a conversation. Uh, she advised me to follow certain people, and I start to do it because I told her I noticed that I need a, rain, a daily reinforcement of all that's going on and reading on other people. Uh, maybe it will help me. And she said, "Yes, it helped for me a lot." So I start to follow. I start to follow you. I start to follow. Many people and many hashtags. And um, what I've been doing is every day reading the basic of a narcissist behavior. Uh, I understand what is a fly monkey right now, and every day I'm doing it. So that have been helping me a lot to close more that doors. And uh, that's the reason why I agree to have this uh, conversation because. I realized that sharing that with other people that went through the same and reading other stories uh, helped me a lot to keep fighting every day. Before in my life, I never understood uh, what a person that is addict to something goes through to leave that addiction. It, it, um, it's
0: interesting that you say this because earlier, uh, I, and I've recorded another podcast already today, and uh, I was talking with that, and I've been reading a book. Uh, that has a lot to do with an addiction that someone's going to be on uh, next week to talk. And uh, right now, you, ha- you have an addictive, in this sense, an addictive personality. And it's a withdrawal sim- symptom. You went through like a relapse. And you've got this person back in your life. And now you're trying to get rid of this addiction. Is that what you're yes. going to say? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. So wh- when I when I realized that, I said, I, I need to... Be closer to people that have been going through the same, to remind myself every day that this is a daily fight, to extirp to that from my 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 heart, um, and every single part of my body. Because at this point, I understand that somehow I became addict to that behavior yes to that charming person and then the horrible side and then the charming person and then the horrible side it was so difficult to understand that it's really unhealthy and it's, it's not true that's something you mentioned before realize that the person you love or you used to love that was so awesome is not going to change no matter what it's very difficult See, no matter what you do it's very in, difficult. in
0: in a way because you're still in it right now you, you still have this uh probably the euphoria of the feeling that she gave you originally and and made somewhere deep inside you you still feel that little bit probably and it's still it giving you, yeah. it's still giving you that connection and um eventually you will get there where you just you're you're going to cut it off um and i you said you you wanted to to be around more people like this have you been onto reddit.com no uh, so on reddit.com i don't know if you know reddit it's a it's a crazy it's sometimes for a lot of people it's hard to understand what goes on there but there's a subreddit on there a community uh, there's a bunch of different narcissist ones, but there's ones uh, called uh, it's a, a Relationship Narcissist Community. And of all of the uh, support group communities on Facebook or whatever, I always found Reddit to be the best one. Uh, you should join, uh, go on there and, and join that, and you can just read people's stuff all day. It's a pretty respectful community, and uh, you'll hear, you know, you'll be able to read stories from the last, like, as long as Reddit existed, like 10 years or 15 years. And, uh, so you'll get more of a sense. You can then also write your stuff on there. People will respond to you and, uh, you'll get a good sense of community and people will help out and give you, um, feedback of what's going on and what you're doing and encouragement. So
1: yeah, that's, that's great because, uh, when I talked to this girl on Instagram, she, she, she was very open and she encouraged me to be open as well because helped to, to realize that you were there. And that was true. That you were not crazy. That's something that really happened to you. And then uh, it's very difficult to, to go out from there alone sometimes.
0: Yeah. So it's a lot of psychological damage she did to this person did to you, and um, it's it's new to you, and it's uh, a fresh uh, wound. And uh, you know, I'm. I know I'm being forceful in trying to get you to get it out of your life. It'll, I, yeah, guess it'll, I, know. It'll, I guess it'll take a little bit of time. But at the same time, after it is over, um, you know, take the time to uh, sit with a professional and unpack uh, what has happened to you and really understand uh, with a professional to uh, fully comprehend what happened and that none of this was your fault. Um, and, uh, cause you might suffer like, uh, you know, in relationships going forward, this is going to psychologically, uh, alter you.
1: Yeah. Um, something I read the other day, not all therapies, I think have been dealing with somebody like this. So I, I the therapies. Uh,
0: sorry. There's, I'm sure there's, uh, not everyone, but you, uh, you do your best to find someone who, uh, has dealt yes. with, with this type of situation.
1: Before, when I, got, uh, when I got the therapist, I was focusing just on myself. Mm-hmm. I was blaming myself. I was looking into the mirror and, knowing, um, and seeing somebody that did wrong, somebody that was not good. So everything was related like, I'm not good. I- I'm not a good guy. I'm not a good man. I'm not a good father. I'm not a good professional. Everything was like that. But now, I, I want somebody who understands the situation from the other perspective, um, and definitely yes. The, one of the reasons why I start to be more open is because I uh, understanding that I went through it and um, letting go things from my heart and my brain, as uh, having helped me to to feel that peace, to realize that uh, there is something that there's more people there going through the same. There are more people there that need help. Um, uh, I just want them to know that they are not crazy, and I don't want anybody to to went through or to go through what I have been through. Mm-hmm. It's it's horrible.
0: Yes, it's
1: really horrible. I definitely. I mean, this is having the worst experience in my life, <laughs> and yes, I don't want to be back there. And I'm, I'm I'm working on this every day because it has to be. Every single day. So, yes, that's the reason why I, I was willing to open about this. Also, I noticed that most of the time uh, we look into men as a narcissist, but uh, this woman, I think, is worse than many men outside there. <laughs> we not using physical violence mentally uh, verbally it was the horrible team that was really horrible it was mm-hmm. really 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 difficult
0: well um if you need help trying to find uh a proper therapist in your area after our uh this phone call uh you can let me know what city you're in and i'll help uh, look for the proper person um uh to help you out if you want that kind of help and i'm sure uh I'm gonna try and put on on my website as well uh, resources like this for different cities uh, in America for people because so, it's hard to find the the, the right therapist for uh, these types of situations. So um, yeah,
1: I will appreciate that. Thank you very much.
0: But uh, we're getting close to uh, the end time here, and I really just wanted to uh, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, did you have anything else uh, that you needed to, that you wanted to say?
1: No, well, no. Uh, actually, I want to say thank you to you for the opportunity. Um, what you have been doing, I think, is really great. Um, helping other people to to be back to their feet and go out from that nightmare. So, I'm the one who wants to say thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Pierre. And uh, for everyone out there listening, uh, this has been an interesting story because this is the first time uh, we've had uh, someone on the show who was still in the relationship. So this is, I I did not know this part of the story. I, you know, I got shocked there at the end. Um, And hopefully uh, everything works out for you. And once again, uh, thank you for being on the show. And that was, uh, Pierre. So I just want to thank Pierre once again for sharing, uh, his story with us. And he still, uh, he was love bombed, uh, dealt with everything, got out of the relationship and still it seems like there's some trauma bonding going on. So he still has this friendship going on. Uh, but I hope, uh, Pierre, if you're out there, hope everything is going well for you and that, uh, Hope I'm hoping that you're out of the relationship, uh, even the friendship now. But if you're not, stay strong. We're here for you if you need us. And everyone out there, I'm sure you've dealt with the exact same thing. Trauma bonds are strong. And that's it. If you uh, like our show, give us a five-star rating on whatever service you use. Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. I don't know if they all have five-star rating systems. Give Leave us some reviews. Tell your friends. It helps us out. And that's all we have to say this week. Hopefully, uh, you have a, uh, good night or good day or whatever time of day you're listening to this, a good weekend. And this has been the, how to survive the narcissist apocalypse podcast. I am Chad, the impaler. And thank you. This is an emergency broadcast transmission. This is not a test. This is an emergency broadcast transmission. This is not a test. Please remain calm.